warm welcome to all the listeners of Dragon Down Force podcast. Uh, right now, a small little message before we begin that uh, I'm really sorry uh, this interview slash collab with the thing about cars and one of their hosts, Misty Waltz, was done on Zoom. So there are some disturbances that I had to redo. So really sorry about that. Uh, it won't happen, hopefully. So, uh, and another thing, uh, we didn't have an episode on Sunday, uh, which is because it was Christmas and I did not upload a video, sorry, I did not upload a podcast due to that reason and I'm deeply sorry, but there are going to be some problems here uh, in terms of audio, flickering and distortion, a uh, couple here and there uh, that is going to be left, but other than that, I think everything is good. Misty's audio was great, it was my audio which was something problematic, it was very distorted, sometimes a lot of reverb was present, so I cleared it all out, it's all edited, all fixed for you guys, take a listen. A warm welcome to all the listeners of Dragon Down Force podcast, today we've got a guest with us, Miss Misty Balls from The Thing About Cars, Hi. we are going to talk about some Formula E this time, basically the plan is that both of us are very Formula 1 people. And both of us pretty much know it, but the plan is that we are actually going to be giving our predictions regarding Formula E, uh, because a lot of say, people say that Formula E is the future, and it's probably going to replace Formula 1, or some people say that Formula E is always going to be the uh, place for F1 rejects or something. Yeah, we're going to see about that, but before I go ahead, uh, I would like to state that please use my Twitter for actually correcting us or at least, you know, uh, adding to the conversation and not subtracting from it by labeling either one of us a Max or Lewis fan. Please don't do that and let's get on with the interview. I'll let go. Uh, I'll let Misty go first. Come on, go ahead. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we were talking about this a little earlier. Um, you know, I'm not as familiar with Formula E and probably will have to fix that next season along with adding MotoGP to my stable of what I watch on the weekends. Um, yeah, I'm really in a little bit of shock that Dan Tictum got a seat in Formula E. How did he manage that given his temper tantrums and um, how can we say this? His lack of sportsmanship in formula two i was not impressed with dan tictum last last season um and i'm i'll be i'll 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 be honest i'm concerned he's going to do the same in formula e and i think we're going to see a lot more shunts from tictum but that's me yeah that's true i haven't thought of that actually but uh the thing i have thought of that uh the thing that i have thought of is pretty much that how formula e is better in Formula 1 in terms of close racing. Uh, the cars are so evenly matched. Yeah. And this is what I like about Formula E. If you look at like last season or you can say this season, whatever. Uh, London Epri, I think it was around 18 or 19 when Lynn won in London in his home Epri in a Mahindra racing car. So you don't have that in Formula 1. Yeah. Like you won't have George Russell in a Williams or Alex Albon in a Williams beating out Max Verstappen and, you know, Lewis Hamilton, Carlos Sainz, and all the, like, the big players in the Formula 1 space. 
Yeah, and yeah, well, you, you and I discussed that a little bit earlier, you know, before we started recording, uh, you know, about how, um, you know, especially in Formula One, it's really uneven. So yeah. that's, I think, is going to be, um, you know, the good thing in Formula E is that it is more even, um, you know, but I, th I also said that I was concerned uh, you know, especially with Mercedes in, in the mix. And I'm not dissing Mercedes in Formula E because really happy to see a Dutch driver, you know, uh, at the top. Uh, you know, my concern is that, you know, it started out relatively even, but is the money going to be the influence in Formula E that it is in Formula One? You know, where you have the same two teams max maybe three you know at the top every single time you know um and then you have you know the the Haas of Formula E who, who wants to come in you know and they can't make any headway because they don't have the funding you know so but I'm really glad to see also that Giovinazzi um isn't going to be without a drive at all next season um i think he got a bit of short end of the stick from formula one so and i've always been really kind of salty about uh jean-eric verne not you know getting a seat in formula one again so and as well as stoffel van dorn even though he's belgian you know he's close enough you know a really good driver i, I felt he deserved more of a chance in formula one but i'm glad to see that he's uh he's doing well you know, in Formula E. And, uh, but like I said, I'm still just, oh, and, and let's not forget Pascal Verlein also had his chance in Formula One, you know, but like I said, I'm still really surprised that Dan ticked him. I'm like, I don't think he deserved a seat anywhere given his performance on and off the track last year with Formula Two. You know, um, I just don't think he's mature enough to be in a top level you know, sport, whether it be E or internal combustion engine. Yeah, like dictum is kind of like the, you can say the equivalent of Latifi in Formula One. Um, and, you know, he is, and uh, yes, sure, a paid driver, Latifi is a paid driver. But yeah, like, let's, let's stick to dictum for now. Like, dictum is, in my opinion, gives off a mixed feeling to me. Like, sometimes uh, you'd feel like, off track, the guy is really nice. You're not that bad, but when he starts driving on track, you think like, "Damn, that's that's what kind of a, an abomination is that dude?" And you know, yeah, like, dictum is a not a problem, yes, but well, even Formula One has paid drivers, like for example. Nikita Mazespin, and after that, you have, you know, um, Latifi, as I already said, there's Zhao coming into the mix. I cannot pronounce his first name. He is something, something Zhao that is also coming to the mix. So, yeah, it's, it's here to stay, I think. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, I, you know, uh, th th there's a lot of people out there, um, and it's not just Mercedes fans, you know, that are, you know, the, oh, Max Verstappen is dangerous. No, Dan Tictum is dangerous. 
you know, he's definitely a cowboy. He doesn't have the maturity, um, you know, and before anybody else wants to go on and on about this and this and this current driver, whatever is, you know, dangerous and aggressive, you know, I want to take this opportunity to remind everybody that none of these drivers actually have a website dedicated to have they crashed today, which that website went offline when Pastor Maldonado retired, <laughs> you know, there's a reason he was called crash door you know waldonado because i mean he crashed out max and plenty of other people so um but yeah and uh, you know like i said i'm gonna have to dig deeper this season into into formula e and, and figure out you know um you know what's going on and and you know but i'm you know really glad to see that there is more variety you know it's not just european teams you know with an outlier you know you've got Andretti which is an American team you've got Mahindra which is an Indian team um, so I mean I think that that will be eventually the saving grace for this series you know is the diversity you know it's um, Formula One has become very almost the same you know, we, we get excited when there's a Dutch driver in Formula One. Um, we should be getting excited when there's an American driver back in Formula One, when there's another Indian driver that's not Karun Chandok, which I'm sure he's a nice guy. He's just kind of on my nerves because he's part of the Sky team and they're very pro Lewis Hamilton. Um, you know, uh, you know, there needs to be more diversity, you know, because I think racing sport is not and shouldn't be the playground of well-to-do Europeans. You know, I think everybody should have the opportunity. Um, I would probably, I'm pretty sure though, my soul would leave my body if we had a woman Indian driver in any formula series that right there would make me happy probably the happiest I've could possibly be yes we need more women drivers yes we need more um non-caucasian drivers for sure you know I think it, it needs to be a global sport um I don't know of anybody on any continent in any country that doesn't appreciate you know, the grace and just the excitement, you know, of cars. Cars are beautiful. You know, they're, they're amazing. And, uh, you know, I'm all for the move into more sustainable racing. Um, I'm still kind of on the fence about Formula E because I like to hear the car, you know, um, my husband teases me because my ringtone on my phone is the 2002 Formula One car. And sometimes I'll just play it just to hear it go zoom. And I'm just like, oh, that make, that's my happy sound. Um, you know, but sustainable racing, you know, great, wonderful. You know, I want a sport that can continue, um, you know, past our dependency on petroleum products. Um you know, it's, it is a sport, it's a challenge, 
there's skill involved. I love to watch that skill. You know, I cannot watch a baseball game. I cannot watch a basketball game. Cricket is completely beyond me. It has rules written in Enochian, that language of angels. As far as I'm concerned, I, I can't grasp it, you know, but cars, I understand, you know, and uh, the skill that it takes to pilot something around, you know, those tracks without putting it into the wall, unless you're Nikita Masterspin, bless his heart, poor, poor guy, you know, I mean, that, that, that's a skill, you know, and, you know, I, I, I love to see it, you know, I, I, I grew up around cars, I've been a gearhead all my life, and, you know, um, actually you know they could be racing soapboxes and as long as it had wheels i would probably watch so you know i'm i'm gonna pin my hopes mm, i'm gonna play the dual nationality card because i hold both dutch and american citizenship and i'm gonna go for formula e i'm gonna put my money behind the andretti team and the envision racing because it's a different Dutch driver, <laughs> you know, um, you got Robert Freins. So, and, you know, as my third team, simply because there's nothing more heavily on earth, especially when it's cold. And this morning, well, this afternoon at my house, it is currently six degrees Celsius. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's time for me to go to India again. Um, there's nothing more heavenly than a fresh pot of puff bhaji with coriander chutney extra spicy my third team is going to be mahindra i'm probably like totally wrong because like i said i'm not up on i did not watch this past season and i'm a horrible person but those are my three picks being an indian i agree with the pav bhaji part because you know uh, like right now it's 15 to 16 degrees celsius out here uh, you know, in the day, in the night, it goes around 2 to 5 degrees Celsius very easily. So even I use two quarts at night. Uh, but coming back to the point here, um, my first bet would be probably on Mahindra Racing. Obviously, being an Indian, I would obviously bet on Mahindra being an Indian team. Um, and the biggest reason is that, you know, uh, even in at Mahindra, the drivers are good, first off. Second off, you know, uh, we'd actually see, you actually see it in Dilbag, the team principal. Dilbag is insanely attached to the sport. You can see it on his face. You can, you can see his dedication show on his face when the camera pans to him in the middle of a race. Um, you know, the second one I would go is probably be Mercedes EQ. This is slightly controversial. But my pick is Mercedes EQ, possibly for the championship again, because, uh, you know, first off, the team is good. Uh, and second off, they have Nick DeFries. Uh, it's obviously going to be great because, you know, Nick, when he drives, it's like he's driving a rocket ship around the track. He's like um, really quick, really error free, I would say. He's making very few errors and if i can squeeze in a third team it will probably be 
ds digita probably but not that likely uh, you know so yeah that would probably be my pick for the uh, three teams i guess that that's my pick pretty much yep you know and and i'm not going to complain i mean you're never going to hear me complain about you know a dutch world champion you know and as we were discussing earlier uh the 2021 season has been great for dutch drivers you know we had uh, a dutch formula 1 uh world champion a dutch formula e world champion a dutch formula e sports uh world champion and uh porsche super cup uh world champion was also dutch and it was a dutch team too so i mean i'm not going to complain but you know i want to see more diversity you know i want to see teams coming out of you know teams as well as drivers coming out of australia india um not just brazil in south america i want to see more american teams you know and i'm, I'm saying you're looking at this at the stand you know, at the standings at the end of last season or into this season you know all three of my teams you know like are out of the top five yeah and i'm like <laughs> i'm like you know i'll leave leave it to me to support the underdog you know but that's kind of how i've always been you know i mean you know e even i got tired of red bull in my you know in formula one after sebastian had won after sebastian who is like the most wholesome driver ever had won four championships i was like okay i'm ready for something different now and it's definitely you know i've probably felt that way for at least five years uh in formula one so you know and i'm not the type of person to pick you know, it, it, when, when I go into a new sport, I don't pick on, um, you know, who's currently doing the best. You know, I kind of look around and I look at the drivers and I think, I like your personality. I like you. You know, that's how I got started with Formula One and McLaren, you know, because Jensen Button, just an all around nice guy. He's a great guy. Um, and Fernando Alonso, I mean, you can't argue with Fernando. He's just a character and a half. So, you know, um, like I said, I, we've got BMW Andretti that's an American team I'm an American I've lived in the Netherlands now for 17 years you know we have a saying you can take the girl out of Georgia but you'll never take the Georgia out of the girl and you know I'm still I'm still a Georgia girl um Mahindra Racing yeah you know I, I, I love it I think it's great you know and the Neo uh 333 FE I mean they're relatively new team um you know but they've got a dutch driver so you know no it wasn't the neo that's where dan tictum is it was the envision <laughs> racing that was oh i'm so caught up with dan tictum i'm like okay it's okay so actually uh envision was fifth so i'm like barely breaking the top five Andretti was sixth and Mahindra was ninth for last season. So, you know, we're still up in the top 10. I, I think, you know, there, there's a lot of room to grow. And, um, you know, I would absolutely love to see, you know, what, what would really make my day, though, and what would really make me over the top happy, you know, because I know we've got the 
Formula W, which is the women's series, but I want to see women in the mainstream. I want to see them in FE. I want to see them in, 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 in Formula E. I want to see them in Formula 3, Formula 2, and Formula 1. So, and I would love to see an entirely women's team in any of those sports. Maybe I should come into some money and just make my own team. Yeah, not gonna lie. Even I thought of starting my own team at one point. Like when I have some money, I'll start my own team. But uh, the recent uh, Concord agreement uh, that I will have to pay, like that stated that I will have to pay 200 million to uh, every other team individually that that is what put me off really but uh, the one thing that another thing i've pointed out i want to point out where formula one lags behind formula e is first thing that i've already stated is formula e is me more competitive yes yeah, sound is an issue and yes it does um you know irritate me and you both of us the same but it's not a deal breaker and you know they're slightly but surely louder than moto gp and at least they're trying their best to be uh great in terms of acoustics both formula e and formula one suffer from one problem that i want that i want to point out uh and that's the number of circuits and the number of locations they're reducing like formula one um, has lesser and lesser number of uh, locations that it races at uh, and if we look at you know formula e formula e's calendar is already very small uh, and formula one let's be honest it if covid was not here the number of races in 2021 formula one would not increase because uh, they wanted to keep the audience by creating the drama so they need some drama, they need some places, and old places would probably have said no, that, uh, you know, we won't be able to help you out, because, let's be honest out here, uh, if something happens, if a mass spreader event happens in, let's say, a booth is back on, on the calendar, and um, we all know people in New Delhi, Noida, adjacent areas, are really hyped up about booth, so if booth comes out, and then there is some sort of like let's say 30 or 60,000 people are there and 1,000 or 2,000 people get infected a mass spreader happens you know like um, it's it's going to be putting a bad name not to formula one but to the organizers but to the owners of booth circuit the owners of booth circuit will be held accountable by the media and not the uh, and not uh, the FIA or formula one FIA and Formula 1 would not be questioned. The ones questioned would be the organizers. You know, this, this is something that I don't like. You know, um, I'm going to connect it with your point of diversity. Uh, that, you know, the reason I want to see more and more tracks is basically the diversity is a big thing. You're, that is that is uh, true. And diversity is and should always be supported and that is also a good thing but at the same time i'm going to take it a notch forward we don't just need a diversity in uh, teams and drivers i would say that uh, you know get diversity in locations suzuka is back on i think next year uh, if i'm not wrong and 
yeah pretty much like bring back Buddh, bring back like you brought back Emola, bring back a lot of others let's let's go yeah well i think my biggest complaint right now about formula one you know like i said i'm i have to dig deep this season into formula e is the lack of competitiveness of some of the tracks i get it that monaco is a prestige race but it's boring i mean the only truly exciting part is possibly qualifying because whoever has pole wins the race you know um there's not a race in germany how can you leave germany off the formula one calendar it's ridiculous you know um you've got at least three tracks possible tracks in germany um i get it's a money thing you know but make the tracks more competitive there's too many races where pole position wins the race unless somebody you know unless your tire blows out or you know your engine decides that it's had enough and is going home and taking a nap um you know i want to see uh you know three abreast i want to see um you know fernando alonso overtaking two people in one corner um you know i, I want to see you know wheel-to-wheel racing without it being dangerous you know um as far as i'm concerned take saudi arabia off that track is not ready that track is dangerous and i'm surprised we didn't see you know a lot more uh damage injuries whatever than we did uh, i was not happy with with saudi arabia um sochi is always kind of iffy because if the tires are right it's a great track you know um i'm, I'm ready to kick pirelli to the curb you know bring back somebody else you know let you know their their tire choice for sochi has been questionable you know um i'm glad to see japan back on the schedule for next year but suzuka always kind of worries me it's it's a dangerous track you know um and i'm still i'm still not sure about miami you know i mean i'm i'm not a street track person you know I mean, I think, I mean, if you want to have a street race, let's let Monaco be, uh, you know, the token prestige street race. That's it. You know, I want good tracks. You know, Zandvoort, Zandvoort was amazing. You know, it's, it's a good competitive track. It's good. It's got good banking. Um, that and it's 35 kilometers from my house. It's pretty cool still not riding my bicycle there though i am an american thank you you know uh spa spa was an absolute joke this year um i'm like do you people not understand weather stop scheduling spa and the netherlands in the fall it rains in the netherlands it rains sideways that's like our third season sideways rain it's horrible i'm from georgia i don't like this rain probably why you know i'm from georgia i'm a meter 56 and my, my husband's two meter five he's dutch you know no one of these people are so tall it rains all the time you know i'm all for a, <laughs> i'm serious i'm like i'm a meter 56 i'm the tallest woman in my family my husband's two meter five um there's a bit of a heights difference there you know i'm all for a, a, a 
you know, a, a, a rain race, you know, but don't schedule that stuff in the fall when it's like, you know, 50 kilometer miles an hour wind and the rain is climbing up the building. Uh, you know, save your fall races for, you know, Texas, uh, Brazil, uh, India. Let's bring a race back to India. Actually, November in India is perfect. It's 24 degrees. It's a little windy. It's great weather. It's perfect. You know. Yeah, either, either November or March, at the beginning of March. That's perfect. Yeah. You yeah, know? exactly. You know, I mean, maybe October, you know, October. So, you know, move Belgium and then, well, Belgium is in August. That's okay. You know, move the Netherlands to July. You might have a chance of having sunshine, maybe. And it might be above 20 degrees too. It could happen. It's happened. Not very often lately, but it's happened. You know, um, I mean, and yeah, I, it, there's a part of me that doesn't want to cut any more European races because I'm like, you know, that is the, you know, the foundation of Formula One. But on the other hand, it's supposed to be a global sport. Yeah. You know, let's make it global. So as far as I'm concerned, though, we can just do away with Azerbaijan. That's a crap track anyway. Just away, go away, you know. Um, and, and, you know, maybe switch out, you know, maybe do France one year, Germany one year, you know. So it's not the same, you know, 20 some odd tracks every single year. You know, make it a little more difficult, you know, uh, you know let's say a driver doesn't drive France every year. France is not an easy track. You know, so switch out between France and Hockenheim. Um, as far as, you know, Formula E, it does miss the sound, but I'm pretty sure that's why they invented MP3 players. You know, yeah. you can put a sound chip into that, you know, and make yeah. it sound, you know. Well, I, I had to laugh because I was looking at buying a scooter for my son and they have, it's, it's an Italian brand. It's an electric scooter, but you could, for like 80 euros more, you could get an MP3 player so it would make sound. I was like, now see, <laughs> that's someone who is thinking in solutions, you know, but with the, the, the Formula E cars being more equal and it being down more to less of can i build this specialized part that's in regulations to make my car perform better and more can my engineers tune the car properly for the track and can my driver drive the car properly to me that's what i want formula one to be that's what it kind of used to be and that's what i want it to go back to you know i want to see it I don't want it to be the same three drivers, maybe four, maybe five on the podium every week, uh, you know, like Formula Two. Um, it's almost always a different driver on the podium, you know, so that when you get down to that last race and that championship is between four and five drivers and it's there's maybe 10 points separating five drivers. That's exciting. You know, um, I want to experience every 
season finale race like I did this past one where I could feel I could feel my heart beating in my hair you know I was shaking you know watching that final that final lap I was shaking you know and then when it ended you know I was jumping up and down and I was screaming and I was I mean I was crying and then I've got three cats over here on the couch going lady what is your problem um you know but that's what I want every Abu Dhabi race to be, where, it, you know, whoever, whether it's Mercedes, Red Bull, Ferrari, they're not winning the championship, you know, three races before the end of the season or four races or five races where it's not, you know, you're not sitting there watching the leader, you know, out by 20 seconds. It's ridiculous. It should never happen. You know, it's, it, it gets boring, you know. Toss up the tracks every year, you know, have a few that you switch out. So we don't wait, race in Austria every year, big deal. So we don't race in Great Britain every year, big deal. You know, bring back Hockenheim, bring back the tracks in India, bring back the track in South Africa. Um, you know, let's have, you know, let's have a track, I don't know, in no no we did we did portugal last year portugal school you know let's have one in argentina let's have one in uh vietnam. You know, yeah let, let, let's bring vietnam back um you know there's plenty of tracks and the more tracks you have to throw into the pot you know the more likely it is that someone would be willing to invest for a year or one season you know one race um uh, you know, of course, you have maintenance that you have to do when it's not your turn, but it's a lot easier, you know, to know that, okay, I've got three years to get my track up to speed, you know, and, you know, then, then we go, you know, the only objection, the, the only time I would get upset is if they remove spa because spa is just like the best race ever. Spa is never boring. Spire in the flag, at least make it a flagship of Formula One now. Spire is a god of places, kind of. Yeah, Spa is amazing. And actually, you know, I was looking at it and I was like, I live 35 kilometers away from Zanfort, and it would be easier at this point in time for me to get tickets and cheaper to drive a couple of hundred kilometers to Spa because right now the only tickets left at Zanfort are like 6,000 euros. And I'm like, yeah, I had that look too. I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> like I could go to spa for the full weekend with a hotel room for that. I can buy an imported NX5 out to you in that much money. With the ticket list. My MX5 is an imported. She is, uh, she, she, she is definitely a Dutch car. Um, actually, I bought her. Well, I, I didn't buy her. She, I have to admit. I'm spoiled. My husband bought her for me for Valentine's Day for 2016. And she was the first uh, MX-5 in the region, the, the new MX-5s in the region. And uh, I know they sold, the dealer sold at least three more on the basis of mine running around. And this is where I admit, and all of my colleagues at The Thing About Cars which is the other podcast I do. Uh, 
will nod their heads and say, she's really an American because I do like to take my MX-5 when it's not a pandemic, drive her to Germany on the Autobahn, 175 kilometers an hour, just so I can go to McDonald's and get a McRib sandwich and a fried apple pie because I'm still an American. I can't help it. I can't help it. You, you would not believe the joy and the absolute, yeah, joy I had the first time I traveled to uh, Gurgaon for business in India, went to our offices in Cyber City, discovered there was a Krispy Kreme donut in the Cyber Hub. And I was like, I'm in heaven. I haven't had a Krispy Kreme in like 15 years. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm motivated by two things. I'm motivated by food. Uh, really good food and I'm motivated by cars Uh, so you know um, we did a thing on the thing about cars we had two interviews with two of the founding members of uh, the MX-5 design team and I was a total I admit it I was a total and complete fangirl I was just like oh my god I just uh," you know and I was had been looking into getting a chrome luggage rack for Claudette my car's name is Claudette and when Bob Hall tells you to not get the chrome luggage rack, you don't get the chrome luggage rack. You just go, yes, sir. That's okay. So, but yeah, and as much as, much as I love my co-hosts on the thing about cars, um, they're not as knowledgeable about Formula One. So, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely been a pleasure to talk with someone who... Uh, understands why I get so excited and, and agitated, you know, about things like the FIA and stewards and people whining and not giving the less visible members of their team the recognition that they rightly deserve for bringing home an eighth Constructors Championships, not naming any names. Total Wolf. <laughs> this has been a perfect episode this has been a perfect episode to be passed around on twitter uh let's be honest this is um uh, insane um yeah like this has been perfect it has been lovely uh talking to you and um i think that both formula one and formula e are good where they are this is the conclusion we can draw they're both great sports uh, and great segments of the greater motorsport um, in both ends of it, like the sustainable side and the slightly insustainable side. But like putting just before we end this, like putting a third world perspective on this, um, that you know, um, if you look at the third world, yeah, it's not it's. The technology is great, electric technology is great, but it's not that accessible, you see. Uh, even in Formula E, you have to change the entire car <laughs> to actually finish the race. You can't have the entire race on single battery in Formula E without increasing the weight. Um, so, yeah, like, I don't think... it. it the technology is great, but it's not that accessible, because if you look at poorer countries, let's say in Africa or something, over there, you know... You have this thing that you know you can't you can't tell them in their face after you've seen what they go through on a daily basis that you know you should go um, 15 hours 16 hours 17 hours 18 hours without food without water or something like that 
possibly even a day without food water because you want to save this x amount of kilowatts in energy that these coal power plants are producing or thermal power plants are producing so yeah like the greta thunberg side of things yeah it's it's a good idea but unfortunately the world is not ideal not yet and um, like it's it's a old proverb in hindi that i'll be saying in hindi and also translating uh, it's actually suing ka kaam talwar nahi kar sakta that is in english it is that a needle's work cannot be performed by a sword so which is actually very, very true to be honest uh, now um, in the end i would say that just help us out uh, you know let's get the word out there for this podcast let's actually give me a rating give me a review if you're an apple if you're not an apple on any other directory just hit follow or subscribe or whatever it's written just smash that button uh, possibly break it hopefully not don't break your screen you're most screen, welcome and you know i'm, I'm uh, like i said i'm always this, up to talk uh, about uh, various types of cars whether now, they be uh, ICEs or having EVs, you uh, uh, over here you know the faster today, they go the happier and, uh, i am and um yeah, that, you should join us sometime we'll have to do uh, on the, that thing about cars today. we'll have to work out a uh, schedule because uh, most of my co-hosts are in the US but uh and we have a joke that the podcast is based in Georgia I'm the only host outside of Georgia but I'm the only native born Georgian on the you know co-host so we'll definitely have to work something out we would love to have you um come join us and talk about cars in general and why the pretty white lines on indian roads are simply there for decoration and not actually traffic regulating oh. at all oh. <laughs> oh.